Sorry, I don't love you. A friend I've grown accustomed to. Cause with you, if something isn't wrong, something isn't wrong, something isn't right. I wish you could be happy. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Welcome to Geekdom. It's a podcast I'm going to be hosting on my own and I will have guests on, most likely recurring guests such as Jacob Tender, who is our first guest. And basically the idea behind this podcast is to just pick one thing and kind of just dive into that one topic and geek out about it as much as we can. And Today with Jacob, we will be talking about how we consume television, which is, you know, a pretty broad topic, but still something Jacob and I can equally geek out about. So, Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thanks for helping me out with some of the little details about this podcast while I was working on it in my head. <laughs> no, happy to. I think it's cool. I think uh, I think shows do well when there's like a, you know sort of varied topic base so you can yeah. kind of pull different things out and you can it, it helps you because like I know that you know you like to talk about a lot of different things all the right. time so yeah. it kind of fits with your personality and how you like to talk about things and at the same time it you know if somebody doesn't want to listen to every episode that's fine it'll be more like you know like the incomparable or something where somebody can pick out a single episode based on something they're interested in so I think it's a cool concept stoked for it. Yeah, and that's exactly what I do with the incomparable episodes because, you know, sometimes they'll have Star Trek episodes and I've never really followed Star Trek. But anytime they have like a comic book episode or a Star Wars episode, I'm like all over those right away. Yeah, I'm lucky that, that, that they actually made a separate RSS feed specifically for the Star Wars episodes. So those Oh, they did? Go. Yeah, yeah, you can find that. I think if you just look for it, um, if you just look for the incomparable on overcast it'll pop up but there is a separate awesome. feed specifically for star wars specific episodes which is nice yeah that is nice i don't subscribe to it so sometimes i'll just you know if my queue is getting low i'll scroll through and be like all right what did i miss out on so far yeah yeah that's how i do the nerdist and marin most of the time i do let marin download every week but i usually just delete the ones that i don't want to listen to yeah, those two are the same for me, except Marin, it's the same with Incomparable and Nerdist. I don't subscribe. I just pick and choose. But then I do subscribe to like the Nerdist Writers panel and their new comic book feed because those things are typically a little more interesting for me. I might actually not subscribe to the Writers panel, but that one, it's more, you know, television writers and everything. So then if, you know, I see writers or producers from a show I watch, yeah, I'm exactly. like, all right, I'll listen to this one. Something that you can get invested in right away without, you know, knowing too much background. Because I, I think that's hard. There are some good episodes of Marin that I'll listen to based on other people's suggestions with people that I'm right. completely unfamiliar with. But mostly I'll listen to it if it's, you know, somebody that I respect or, you know, know the work of in some way. Yeah, definitely. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into our TV consumption topic now that we briefly touched on TV writers. Yeah. But I know me personally, now that I'm back living at home with, you know, a satellite cable subscription, that <laughs> is wonderful. And then I also just pay for Netflix. And those are like the two things that I get 
my television consumption from. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's like there's so much you can dive into just with those two things. Yeah, I mean, Netflix really changed the game, didn't they? I mean, I think Netflix is great for a lot of things, but moreover, the TV aspect of Netflix is is really the the breadwinner there. I think their movie selection is decent at best, but they really do right. have a great selection of TV shows, and then they have all their exclusives as well, which is you know kind of the main draw, I think, these days because they have so many great exclusive shows. Yeah, and I should note I do have Amazon Prime, so mm, yeah. I get all of that stuff too. But <laughs> yeah, I just but you probably tend to forget, forget about it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I even bought you know a Fire TV stick because for whatever reason they still don't have an app on Apple TV, and it's driving right. me crazy. But I got it on Prime Day, mm-hmm. so it was like twenty five bucks or something. Yeah, I was like, all right, whatever. And I basically used it to watch the rest of Batman the Animated Series finally. Yeah. So I made my way through that. And they do have a lot of shows I do want to watch. Like I know The Americans is on there mm. and some of the other bigger shows that I just haven't gotten around to yet. Yeah. So it's like, Curb your you know, enthusiasm. I have to... I have not watched that. You need to. You really should. I, have I think to everybody add that to should. My very long list. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's that's the thing, right? Everybody's got super long lists yeah. of shows they want to watch. But it's so much easier to watch all these shows because we have so many options. Yeah, I literally have a checklist in my phone of TV shows I need to watch, and I've been like marking them off as I go through them. So recently, the two big shows that had you know a lot of episodes were Batman the Animated Series, and then I went through the Clone Wars before that. Yeah, that's a lot of which episodes. Which is all, yeah, it's all on Netflix, and I think it was like a hundred and something episodes. It was a lot, but thankfully, yeah. you know, they're cartoon shows. Yeah. So, so they're fairly they're, short. You know, they're digestible. Yeah. You can fit them in, in between things and, you know, like a couple before bed or something like that, yeah. Yeah, I was frequently watching on my iPad because at least there's an Amazon app there, so... Right. Yeah. So I use a Roku stick and I was really interested in the fire stick and the fire TV when they came out. But honestly, like I have no reason to leave the Roku because it's so right. It's so perfect. It's tiny. It fits behind my TV. I don't even have to know it's there. It's just as fast as I need it to be. And, uh, you know, it gives me access to all the services that we have in between my girlfriend and I, we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Amazon prime. Um, we have a cable login. I've never had cable myself. Right. But you know how that works. Uh, somebody yes. had, a, had a login to spare so I could watch the Olympics. And we occasionally nice. use that for some of the other networks. Sometimes my girlfriend will watch the Kardashians with that. Or I'll pick up something <laughs> on, you know, Stars or HBO or whatever happens to be. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the way that I consumed all my TV. And I watch a lot of TV. Just looking in, um, I think we'll probably talk about Plex here in a bit. But in my Plex library, I have... Uh, right. 3,100, just about 3,200 episodes of TV shows. And uh, <laughs> I figure that's, wow. that's probably a lot. I mean, I, I do watch a lot of TV. I um, I say I probably watch a lot, a lot more TV than movies these days. There were a few yeah, years same. where I watched just about every movie that came out that was worth watching. But I don't know. I, I think TV fits my schedule a bit better. I can fit episodes in here and there. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I love TV and I love that today you don't have to have a cable subscription you don't have to flip through channels you don't have to like know when something's coming on you don't have to fiddle with a dvr or a tivo you know you can either wait for an entire season to come out and binge it which is generally what i do or if you have your own means you can um 
obtain them and <laughs> import them into your Plex library and watch it that way. And that's how I generally do everything. I watch it straight through Plex. Yeah, that's crazy because the way I use Plex, it's like once I watch something, I'm deleting it because I don't want that ginormous library, especially if it's just TV shows. Uh -huh. And I mean, I do have a few movies saved in there, like the Harmies edition of the Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. I save those in there. Yeah. And I have movies that I haven't watched yet in there. But we might as well just talk about Plex now since we brought it up. Basically, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a way to put your personal collection onto that app so that you can watch it through apple tv like you said your roku what have you mm -hmm. just about everything now you can i mean you can literally put yeah. plex on any device these days yeah and i know the way i use it i have to have my laptop open right. and everything because that's where i have all of the files hosted basically yeah directly on your laptop yeah, I just have like a little Plex folder or I have it pointed at my movies and TV shows folder gotcha, and that's gotcha. about it. Because like I said, the way I use it, I'm not storing a whole lot on there. It's only probably, you know, less than 10 movies at a time and maybe a couple of TV shows if there's something I either missed on TV or just can't find it anywhere else. Yeah, it, I've been using it for quite a few years now that's why my my library is so fast you know movies wise i've got 548 movies in there and that's after a, a very big trim that i went through just within the past couple of weeks just to save some space but um, right. i do have multiple external hard drives and that's where i store all my media but I, you know what i like and, and what they sold me on years ago i'm not even sure they use this anymore in their marketing but it was pitched to me as you know your own personal netflix so what's great about it is you know it's this gigantic library which you wholly curate you know there's nothing in there that you don't want it's exactly what you add and right for me i find it most useful and i actually found it while i was looking for a solution to track the episodes of shows that i was watching so in college when i was watching a lot of tv shows i was having a hard time remembering you know where the last one was that i watched and and all that i was looking for you know apps that would like track that for me and you know i would I would start using some apps and I would like, okay, yes, I've watched that one, check mark that box. And then I'd forget to update that for a couple of weeks. And then I was back to right. the same problem. So the nice thing with, you know, Netflix or Plex in this instance was that as soon as I watched it, it was marked as watched. So then when you added yeah. something new, it would be, Hey, this is unwatched. And it would put it right at the top of your queue and you could just watch through all the shows you haven't seen yet. And that's what I think the, the big benefit is. And of course, yeah, you, you're running into the issue where you don't have enough space, so you're not filling it up. But if you have an external hard drive, you can do that. Um, like I said, they're on like anything now. So if you have like a, a network attached storage device, like a Drobo or uh, you know some sort of NAS solution, you you can probably bet that there will be a Plex app available for it. And uh, right. actually, just last week or so, they announced that they have a new option called Plex Cloud, where essentially you store everything on Amazon Drive and you don't even need to have your computer on, which is kind of the way it works or has worked up until now. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, using an app to track your TV mm -hmm. shows and everything. That's what I've personally been doing. Mm -hmm. At first, I was using the website SideReel. Yeah. But I didn't really like the look of their mobile app. So I switched over to tracked.tv. Yeah, that's what I used. 
And from there, I have the iShows app on my phone. I think it was a few bucks, but basically you log in with your Track TV account and you can, you know, have a much nicer looking app and everything. Yeah. And so that's what I've been using. And you mentioned watching a lot more TV shows than movies, and I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm the worst at watching movies. (laughs) And I feel like I just watch so much TV and listen to so many podcasts. Most people are like, do you do anything else? You know, I'm like, well, I'm unemployed, so not really. (laughs) It's like, what else am I going to do when I'm not, you know, trying to apply for jobs? But as you and I both know, the music industry isn't, you know, in a plethora of jobs right now as yeah. far as hiring goes or if they are it's like all manager and director positions because i guess everyone's getting tired of it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's a it's a tough field i definitely feel for you there i mean i myself I, I don't i still don't have a job in the music industry and that's tough so you know it's yeah. it's cool that we come from that background but we have all these other interests that keep us busy while we're job hunting i suppose yeah, I I feel like I'm doomed right now because basketball season's about to start up, so it'll be football season, basketball season, fall TV season, and the podcast seasons don't really exist except for, you know, a handful yeah, of shows like maybe. So it's like I will have all of the media to consume this <laughs> fall. See, that's where we differ. I don't have the sports, which is nice. So I uh I just I watch my shows and I listen to my podcasts and that's that's mostly it. And I've been trying to read books. But um you know, as far as T V goes, what are you what are you watching lately? Right now, as far as the newer stuff goes, I'm almost finished with Luke Cage. I have three episodes left in that. And probably by the time this comes out I'll be finishing because it's Monday now and I plan on finishing tomorrow. Maybe I'll get this out tomorrow too. Who knows? I guess <laughs> we'll find out. Now is that's a Netflix and- exclusive? Yeah, it's one of the Marvel Netflix shows. So like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, this is the third character solo show. Okay. And then I believe, I don't know if they're doing the Defenders next or Iron Fist next, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those two that I think will be coming up as far as the new Marvel shows go. I know Jessica Jones is working on a second season Hmm. and Daredevil's already had two seasons. So it's like just with Marvel alone, I'm pretty busy in the Netflix department. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen any of those yet. Yeah, I've been really bad with Netflix shows lately. Like, I still have the new season of Orange is the New Black, season two of Bloodline. I never did finish Vinyl, which was an HBO show. Mm. And I know there's another Netflix show I have. Oh, Narcos season two. Yeah. And I still haven't finished Transparent season two from Amazon. And I know they already (laughs) released season three. So it's like... Those are going to be next up on my list if I don't get overloaded with fall TV. But as far as, you know, stuff that's actually on TV goes, I've been watching Atlanta, which has been great. Yes. Yes, me too. I'm probably going to start watching a show called Conviction. Hmm. It's it's with Haley Atwell, who was Agent Carter. Okay. So I'm mostly watching that just because... She's in it and Agent Carter got canceled and I really liked her as an actress. So I was like, all right, this is kind of down my alley. And I also started Designated Survivor, which is the new Kiefer Sutherland show. You've named so many shows that I have not watched, which (laughs) makes me feel better about watching so much TV because there's just so much more out there. Yeah. (laughs) I, I too have been watching Atlanta. I think it's great. I think every episode has been really interesting and very funny. 
um, and some of them very pointed. You know, they have really cool. Uh, you know, there's there are different definitely messages that he's trying to get through with the show, which is really right. cool. Um, I like just about anything that Donald Glover has ever done. So this is kind of a, a neat project from him. It's definitely very well produced. I really enjoy that. But um, did, have you, did you watch The Night Of? I did not. We lost HBO oh, no. because we had our three month free trial. Yeah. So I kind of I didn't want to start it and, you know, be short like one or two episodes because the only HBO show I really started watching just to see how good it was was Any Given Wednesday, which is Bill Simmons mm. sports show, basically. I mean, he's had actors on and everything to the first episode. He had Ben Affleck on. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just fell off with that because it's it suddenly wasn't on every Wednesday and I just it was a little too much for me to want to keep track of even with the show tracking app I was like all right is it actually on this week or is it not on this week because sometimes my app would say it was on and then it wouldn't record and I was like all right I don't know Hmm. I'm kind of over this because you know I already consume so much stuff from Bill Simmons that not watching the show wasn't like detrimental to anything because I follow the ringer still and I listen to a bunch of the ringer podcasts see that's why i don't miss like having cable <laughs> like having to like figure out when stuff was on to either yeah. watch it live or um i guess record it in some fashion like i used to do that with vhs tapes for like you know right. like survivor <laughs> when i used to watch survivor <laughs> but um that was always really annoying and when it didn't record i would be really ticked off because like there's no way i'm catching that episode again you know, I just missed it. So I love, love the internet. Yeah. With the package my parents have, you can record, I think it's three shows at a time. So, you know, between my parents and I, yeah, between my parents and I, we have a ton of TV that gets recorded to the DVR. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing with that is you also get a lot of the stuff on demand. So it's not like if you miss something or a recording gets messed up on you know especially channels like cbs fox abc or whatever typically that'll be on demand and available like through the satellite provider you don't even have to like go download the separate app or anything typically it'll just be like hidden somewhere in the dvr if you can find (laughs) where the on-demand stuff is yeah i guess a lot of bigger networks now if you have a cable package you can use like their specific app. Like if you have a Fire Stick or a Roku or an Apple TV, yeah. you could download the ABC app and you could pull up the latest episode of, God, what does ABC have? The Bachelor. Um, you could watch <laughs> that on demand, which is cool. Like that's kind of an, you know, their interfaces are generally terrible, but at least the content's there and you can watch it most of the time. Yeah, that's what I've been doing with Atlanta just because I feel like my parents will you know, want their stuff to record first over my stuff. So a few of my shows I just watch later, either through the app or on demand or what have you. And typically it's like, you know, New Girl, Atlanta. So they're like the half hour shows that I just don't really feel the need to record because even if I have to sit through a few minutes of commercials, it's not taking up, you know, an exorbitant amount of time just to watch two or three shows on demand. Hmm. And you know, Hulu is still great for this. Like I, I'm not, I generally don't watch shows as they're airing. Atlanta is a exception and Bob's Burgers when it's on, I'll watch that generally with my girlfriend at least once a week because we'll be able to find a time when we're both, you know, like able to watch a show together. And if we're not like binging something on Netflix, we'll generally just go on Hulu and see 
if there are any new episodes of Bob's Burgers. Um, I'll probably be doing that with Rick and Morty when it comes back, just because I love that show and I hate not having more to watch. <laughs> so like I'm like really right. eager to watch more of it. But um, historically, I binge just about everything. Do you find yourself the same, or do you follow like a lot of stuff while it's on? With the network TV stuff, I'll watch that while it's on. Mm-hmm. Mostly just because, especially when you have, you know, like the Marvel or DC shows, those get spoiled more often than not. Yeah. But it's like, you know, something like NCIS or Law & Order isn't really going to get spoiled <laughs> yeah. for me because, the you know, the people I tend to follow on Twitter and what have you, you know, not all of them are into the procedural network shows. So I don't really have to worry about those. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the people that are watching NCIS or CSI, I mean, they're generally in their 40s and not on Twitter. So, <laughs> Or they are me. <laughs> <laughs> it's you and James. I, I know you guys both love that Law & Order. That's, uh, <laughs> that's something else. Yeah, and I mean, I do tend to watch a lot of what most people probably consider like the trash TV and everything, not necessarily you Jerry know Springer? reality shows. No, 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 not reality shows, but like <laughs> you know shows like The Big Bang Theory. Oh, a lot okay. of people think that's a really bad show, or like no, the it's a, procedurals it's a good show. like NCIS. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's a procedural. I don't have to think about it. Like I don't want every show to make me think. Sometimes right. I just want to sit and watch stuff. Yeah, you just want to veg. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of the network shows are pretty good with that. I mean. As far as network stuff goes, Mr. Robot, to me, has been the most interesting thing that's Mm. been on network TV in a while just because of how it's done, how it's written, and how much it kind of gets in your head. Mm -hmm. See, that's when I I really, really, really want to watch. I'm going to wait, though. Oh, yeah. That's when I think I'm going to binge. I I wait to binge, like, a lot of stuff. I'm totally fine being behind the, you know, behind the conversation in TV. I don't have people in my, you know, my twitter community that i talk tv with generally um yeah like anybody actually i really don't find myself talking about tv with people unless they are also binging it on netflix or something right um so you know like i'll talk doctor who with people who have also seen doctor who but i'm like maybe two seasons behind on doctor who at this point i think i'm three seasons behind on both game of thrones and ray donovan and like i'm fine with that i don't feel like the need to rush um because if something's spoiled on twitter it's probably it probably has something to do with characters that I don't know yet, or if I do, like I I don't even remember who they are because it's been so long since I've seen the show. So I'll probably just go back through, rewatch all of Game of Thrones, and then catch up because there's no way that I remember everything that happened in the first three seasons of that ridiculous program. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I don't watch. Well, I should say that and The Walking Dead are like two big shows right now that I have never watched, and I don't really care to watch i know people think they're really good but they're just like they're not my thing and a lot of people don't seem to understand that when they're huge fans of the show i'm like i don't care they're like no you you have to see this it'll blow your mind (laughs) i'm just like yeah and i'm just like i don't really watch shows that have zombies in them in general (laughs) (laughs) so you know the walking dead's another one i'm probably four seasons behind on that and that was like a thing that i watched with my dad and since i moved out like I just haven't because it's, you know, it, it fell out of the routine. So I'll catch up on that on some, you know, someday. And I have been spoiled in things in that show. But honestly, I'll probably still be surprised when it happens on TV because I don't like remember exactly what it was I was spoiled on. I just remember scrolling through Facebook and being like, oh, well, that's a shame. 
you know. Yeah. And I think lately the two shows that have sort of generated the most conversation, at least on my Twitter or Facebook feeds, the first was Stranger Things when mm. that came out. Right. And then now that Luke Cage is on, because I follow a lot of people in the comic book world and everything. And even on, you know, the Chorus FM forums, there's, you know, specific threads for a bunch of these shows. Yeah. And those two have seem to be the really big Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things is big. I have a Stranger Things podcast, which stopped at episode three. Um, my co-host and I got really busy, so we haven't been able to finish that. I think we still plan to, maybe sometime before season two comes out, just because why not? Um, <laughs> right. But based on principle, I have not gone past, I think, episode four. So Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was a really great show, and I wish I could talk more about that show because it's actually topical, but... Um, I haven't yeah. finished it, and that's another one where it's. I'm pretty sure I've been spoiled on that a couple times online, but that's fine because really for me, the ending isn't so much the most important thing. I really like right. the story arc. It's you know the the story itself. Um, I think the writing and the production of the show is more interesting to me than the twist at the end or or whatever. And I think Dexter is probably a good example of that. I enjoy the whole oh, show. Yeah. I think that the ending is fine. I'm not gonna you know i'm not hung up on the ending of that show or many shows i'm not gonna argue that that's not the way that it should have gone or anything <laughs> like that because overall dexter was a very good show and the same goes for you know breaking bad or any number of shows that were you know produced in that way and hyped for a very long time um well, how do you feel about shows like that like you probably talk tv more than i do maybe on course or maybe with friends or whatever but do you yeah do you get hung up on the way that shows end or are you generally like, you know, whatever? It's funny that you mentioned Dexter because I finally convinced my mom to watch that. Okay. And <laughs> she's just hitting ep uh, season eight. And to me, like when I think back on the show, you know, for that one, I thought the first five or six seasons were really, really good. Yeah. But then I remember it kind of dwindling for me and, yeah. you know, seasons seven and eight, I just... I didn't care for them as much. Mm -hmm. I remember being really upset about how the show ended, but now that I think about it, I don't remember how the show ended. Like I <laughs> vaguely have an idea. Yeah. So it's like, I I know I didn't like the ending, but at the moment I don't remember why. And you know, when my mom's watching it once in a while, I'll go sit out there and kind of like remember stuff mm -hmm. as it goes, or I'll like make her pause it and ask her, a few questions so that I can know where it's at. Yeah. And with shows like that, you know, yes, I didn't like the ending, but you know, it wasn't the end of the world. And personally, I liked breaking bad all the way through. Oh, I yeah. don't think I had a problem with that show at all, really. And yeah, it had a slower season, but it wasn't a bad season. Like it still mattered. Right. Whereas with Dexter, I think it just had a couple of really bad seasons. But it picked back up, which a lot of shows can't do. Like it, it got yeah. good again, which is which was impressive and and uh, a good thing. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people are way more critical of TV shows than I am. Like I could sit down and watch, you know, a lot of shows that people just hate. You know, like I think Big Bang Theory is a good example of that. A lot of people don't like that show. Just. Yeah. Whether it's because it's, you know, like scientifically inaccurate or what have you, or really cheesy or whatever yeah. people I get don't the canned laughter complain a lot. 
yeah and to me it's just like all right i'm just gonna sit there it's a show i don't have to think about if it makes me laugh great if it doesn't it's not the end of the world but more often than not i still find myself laughing at that show yeah i mean it's like i mean for me it's always sunny is exactly the same way i think that show is ridiculous i think it's hilarious while i'm watching it but then when it's over i'm like was it really that funny but it doesn't matter because like (laughs) while i'm watching it i'm getting what i wanted out of it you know i'm I'm getting that laugh yeah and I find that, you know, with these Marvel Netflix shows, people have been really critical of those, especially, you know, like I mentioned in the chorus forums, people seem to just be really critical of certain things in general. I'm mm -hmm. not saying that's a bad thing by any means. Like, that's kind of the point of the forums is to put your opinion out there and discuss it with other people. Yeah. But to me, you know, people are like, oh, this season dragged way more than the other one and i'm like well i found both entertaining so you know i can't really (laughs) complain about it because there's no way i could have done a better job with these shows yeah i think there's a lot more hype surrounding those ones just because of you know the inherent geekiness of them i mean they're they're about comic book characters and whether or not people have followed the comics they're gonna get kind of like embedded in that culture and as a result of that um, you know, if somebody says like, well, that's not how it went in the comic, like people are going to latch onto that and either yeah. argue it or agree with it. And that's where you get so much discussion based on, you know, the flash or, um, or, uh, I guess a lot of times I, I get a lot of flack, um, or I hear a lot of bad feedback about Gotham and a lot of people right. really like the show, but those are people that don't generally follow the comics, but I have an uncle who I generally only see at holidays, and he's a huge comic geek. And he mm-hmm. generally has nothing but complaints for a majority of the major films and television shows that follow the the characters. And it's like, well, you know what? I, I mean, to me, honestly, it doesn't matter because I know within the comics there are different arcs that go different ways about different points in those characters' histories. And to me, like, I think that's right. what makes it interesting. It's not the canonized story of those characters per se, but more... Uh, you know, the different outcomes or the different situations that that character could be used as a metaphor for certain things. Uh, so, it, you know, that's what that's what TV's great about. It's the interpretation, and, and people get butthurt about a lot of things, and and that's just the way it goes. Like, I, I've been talking to a, a lot of coworkers lately about um, television shows that we really like and how they ended too soon, and, I'll, you know, right. I... I don't get that much. There aren't a lot of shows where I'm like super bummed out. My favorite TV show of all time was the newsroom and it ended after three seasons. And I only recently finished the third season, even though it's been out for several years because I didn't want it to end, you know, like I didn't want it to be over because I love that show so much, but I'm like, you know what? I think it's time to actually finish the show. And it was a great ending. And I thought that's awesome because I would rather see a good show end soon then have it drag out and, you know, become Dexter where it like, you know, I got bad for a little while or even how yeah. I met your mother where it was really bad for a while. So I would rather see a good show and soon. And that's why I, I watch a lot of like a lot of um, like British TV, you know, stuff on the BBC. Right. They do a really great thing where their seasons are relatively short, like they're long episodes, but they're relatively short. And if the show only goes for like one or two series, so be it. Like, it's a great show, and that's all you need. Yeah, I've watched a few of those, too. I think the main one I can think of right now is Luther. I went back on Netflix and watched that, and, you know, it's like they put up season four, and it was two episodes. (laughs) And you're like, okay, all right, 
you guys do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> and while I find it odd, it's like I still really enjoy the show. So it's kind of hard for me to complain about not having an abundance of episodes to watch. No, yeah. I mean, like uh, Sherlock, I think, is another great example. The episodes are really long. They're really well produced. They're really well written. Um, the acting is fantastic, obviously. And and you always want more. But, you know, at the same time, you know that if they just stopped making them because Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman became like way too big for it, that they would be fine because everything that exists is good. And it's kind of like that band tattoo mentality where they say right. you shouldn't get a band tattoo until that band is broken up and proved that they didn't disappoint you because you know how many people are out there with lost profits tattoos and really regret it um (laughs) yeah it's the same kind of deal like you you don't have to worry about that show getting bad because it's over and that's why i get worried when they decide to reboot things you know whether it be movies like the lion king um or tv shows like dexter like they're talking about bringing dexter back and it's like do you really need to like I, i totally get that it's uh, a monetarily good idea to do something like right. that. Like you're, you're definitely going to make some money on that. But for the people that are really a big fan of a series like Dexter or, Oh, for me, it was scrubs um, <laughs> coming back and, and picking up where the show ended really well and then just kind of destroying the image for the people that really loved it. That always really bothers me. And that's generally where I'll just kind of, decide for myself that that show actually ended at season eight and didn't go on to season nine with interns. Um, That's, that's the way that I generally go about it. But I mean, what do you think? Like, are there shows that, you know, do you think just go on too long or how do you feel about reboots? I think, you know, with reboots, it really depends because personally, I think I only watch one show or two shows that used to be a show but with completely different actors like obviously there was a flash before and in the flash his dad in the current show was the flash back then yeah so it's almost like they kept a little bit of continuity there but obviously the story is you know different and a lot more well done now because just the advancement of technology since that first flash show is way better than it was then so you know all of the effects they make the flash a really cool show to watch and those are things Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have gotten with the first show and then the other show is hawaii 50 which is another cop procedural show Mm -hmm. and i never watched the original i didn't realize it was a show before until my parents told me because (laughs) they knew it was a show before yeah so i don't really have anything to compare that to because i never did watch the original and i guess they even have you know the same theme song and everything but to me it's like you know that's another one of those shows where i feel like i don't find myself thinking quite as much during procedural shows sometimes you know they're fairly predictable so it's kind of like a whodunit thing and you leave it at that and then the next episode it's kind of a new thing and to me you know those are a lot easier to watch than these you know shows where you have to watch the entire thing to understand what's happening episode to episode like Mr. Robot it's mm-hmm. like if you skip five episodes in Mr. Robot you will probably be so confused <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those shows where you got to pay attention to the story. It's not something that like goes from episode to episode. And every once in a while, those procedural yeah. shows will have those arcs, and those are the ones I like the most. I think that's why I right. like Criminal Minds 
most out of all of them because it had a storyline you needed to follow or um yeah. bones was another one where like you could watch it you know like reruns and it wouldn't even matter but then you'd watch one of those reruns and you know the, the episodes with zach would come on and you're like wait what what happened with him like <laughs> this is really interesting this is really great writing what what happens next and then the next episode that comes on it was from three seasons before so <laughs> it's like that shuffle order really messes you up yeah and it's funny that you mentioned criminal minds because that's by far probably my favorite procedural show yeah just because i i don't want this to sound like weird or creepy but serial killers are just kind of a fascinating topic to like dive into yeah and you know i have books that are about you know the manson murders mm. and what have you and it's not like a huge collection of books although we did get <laughs> a lot of Anne rule books when my grandfather died because he had like a ton of them and her books are all true crime books and right, then right. obviously you know the oj case was something that fascinated people even though he you know not a serial killer case but it's like you know when you dive into these real people but in a almost like in a fictional way because criminal minds obviously is based on real serial killers and real people who were in the FBI mm-hmm. not necessarily by name or anything but just the idea mm-hmm. of those people in that team real people went out and did those things so to me that's always been really fascinating because it's not like this completely made up serial killer who you know didn't actually exist in real life every single episode yeah you'll have some of those in there you have to when you have what 12 seasons now of criminal minds starting which is crazy i think they're on 12s and you know i don't know if you're still watching it or not but (laughs) some of the characters you know they leave and then they come back and you know each character has a little bit of a past almost that you have to keep track of to sort of understand how they've progressed as a character yeah no i i think that was the best one i used to watch that a lot you know as reruns on ion tv for anybody in the midwest who who has amish tv with the little digital converter box but um... (laughs) i think we get ion do you yeah it is ion yeah we get it through dish and literally it's always criminal minds blue bloods Law and Order SVU, and I think Leverage. Those are oh, like really? the four shows they do marathons on certain days of the week. Yep. I think Criminal Minds is like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday or something. Like Criminal Minds gets a lot of reruns played on Ion. My family and I used to watch a lot of those shows. And Criminal Minds, Without a Trace, and Cold Case were our three big ones. Those are the ones that we watched. Yes. Pretty I watched all of those too. They're, they're good shows. I mean, like you say, like, you know, they're... They're kind of mindless. Like some of them are pretty interesting and you're, you're, you know, there is suspense involved in them if you get invested in the characters and they're not the, you know, most cheesy things in the world. Some of them are pretty bad, but overall, the fact that they're able to produce television like that so consistently is kind of amazing. I mean, like you say, Criminal Minds is going on 12 seasons or whatever. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then you have Law and Order SVU, which I believe is on its 18th (laughs) season now. And that's just crazy. And, you know, Mariska Haggerty or Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, Hargitay. I only know how to say that because of the love guru. (laughs) She's been on it the entire time. Yeah. And she's the only one who's been on it from season one to now. And it's like just for her alone, like that is something 
well, to pay attention. Her contracts to. are probably really good. I, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Charlie Sheen didn't get paid more than any other TV actor because he was on a show for a season and a half. You know, he was he was on Two and a Half Men for a very, very long time. Right. Yeah. So what about like newer stuff? I know we talked about some of the stuff we're currently watching, but have you caught up on Star Wars Rebels? Yes, I have been watching that weekly now that it is back on. I have too. This is the first time I've been watching Rebels live and well not live. I don't I don't have cable, but I am watching right, it right. usually within a day or so of coming out and uh, I caught up on the most recent one yesterday and this is a great show. Yeah. Like it's I was really worried when it started cuz I was a big Clone Wars advocate. I love that show. It got really good at the end and then they you know, yeah. they canceled it way too soon, I think, but Star Wars Rebels is like stepping up. That is one of those shows where it definitely ended too soon. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's 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 a show that I think could go on, you know, because it's it's telling a canonized story, which is this is yeah. like, uh, of course, if anybody knows me, I love Star Wars, and for <laughs> for me, like the canonized story is very important. But uh, I think what they're doing with Rebels is very interesting. I think um, it's more telling of the universe as a whole rather than the story itself because even though it's close enough to the story that I grew up with my entire life like it seems completely different in a way and there are similar characters in the story which is was which is interesting you know Darth Maul being one of the more um interesting characters from the prequel movies he makes quite a few appearances in the show and his story is expanded quite a bit which is cool but I don't know like I I with season three, they just completely stepped it up a notch. It's completely different than season two in terms of tone. And they're only, what, two episodes in? Yeah. Crazy. But yes, I have definitely been keeping up with Rebels. And as I believe I've told you before, one of the guys I went to high school with is voicing Ezra on the show. Yeah. And to me, it's like I'll be watching the show and <laughs> to hear his voice on TV is still so crazy to me. And I mean, this was just someone I knew because I had a few classes with him. It's right. not like, you know, we were best friends or anything, but I, we had a few classes and we both played basketball. So we were typically in the same place quite a bit while he was going to my high school. But senior year, you know, he left and he started getting more and more opportunities mm -hmm. because you know when i was going to school with him he would show up in like an episode of the mentalist or an episode of criminal minds or something like that and then he had his own show on nickelodeon it was like the epic adventures of bucket and skinner or something and it was like him and another guy doing ridiculous things or whatever and you know that wasn't a show i you know necessarily sat down and watched but because this was Star Wars and because he was in it, I was like, all right, I have two reasons to watch this show now because mm -hmm. it's Star Wars and I know someone who's in it. And I, you know, didn't really go into Rebels with any sort of expectations. And at the time when I started Rebels, I had not watched Clone Wars yet. But, you know, t after talking to you and a few other people, I was convinced I did need to go back and watch all 120 something episodes of Clone Wars. And thankfully, Netflix has all of those. So it was nice and easy. But Rebels has definitely surpassed any sort of expe expectations I did have after season one. And like you said, it's like they've taken this big step here. And I think even with just these first two episodes, it's 
sort of already paying off. And you can see with, you know, how many people are watching the show, how many people talk about the show and whatnot, because just in the chorus forums, I noticed more people all of a sudden commenting on the Star Wars thread because Rebels came back. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, you know, there's a group of people we can talk to about the show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's bringing back that sense of Star Wars community where people get really excited when anything Star Wars comes out. And I think The Force Awakens did a lot of that too because, you know, we finally got another new movie and while, you know, it wasn't a perfect movie because most movies are not, it was still so good to see a new Star Wars movie that a lot of people just talked about that for a while. Yeah. I I mean, there's so much great stuff coming out with Star Wars and I love Rebels. I think it's great. I'm really excited for Rogue One. I think it's going to be really different. I've already pre-ordered yeah. a bunch of the toys, so they should be showing up any day. <laughs> but I love that the Star Wars universe is able to grow in the way that it is now. You know, five years, yeah. five or six years ago, that you know, I, I didn't think that would be possible. I thought, okay, Disney's got it. They're going to put out a couple more episodic movies. Like, we've been burned before. Who knows what we're going to get this time? You know, I was apprehensive. But now that I'm seeing that they're, you know, giving the universe room to breathe and still keeping it canonical, they're not just like, they're not just doing whatever with it. They're not marvelizing right the Star Wars universe. They're not just like kicking stuff out there and, you know, we're not going to have like conflicting storylines and stuff like that. There is a group specifically that has paid a lot of money, I'm assuming to keep the storyline together and keep it straight. So every single thing that happens like is in line. And it's great that like we have TV shows for kids like rebels and, you know, the clone wars. And now we have the main movies and we have side movies that explain characters further in depth and like stories. I think it's great. You know, that there's the books too. Like, it's there's just so much going on that it's. I mean, I can nerd out about Star Wars all night, you know that, but uh, yes. <laughs> we very specifically didn't choose Star Wars for this episode, so, so I won't go too long. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just great that we're able to um, get involved in the Star Wars universe so heavily now. Yeah. And, and I think with them keeping it canon and everything, I think with Star Wars, that's a lot easier than, say, doing the comic book shows and everything i know there have been and there are currently star wars comics but they've always kind of stayed within that same original realm of you know the movies and everything that george lucas created and with marvel and dc it's like there's been so many different versions of batman Mm -hmm. but he still became batman the same way it's just the you know the outcome might have been different and i think you know marvel has done a great job with keeping the origin the same for these characters. But I think what people don't like is them taking some, you know, creative liberty to tweak things here and there because just because something works on paper and with pictures doesn't mean it'll necessarily translate to filming a show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like while I really enjoy comics and comics are a more recent thing for me it's like last year when I had my job I started buying them and getting into them a lot more so I'm not you know one of those comic book readers who is super critical of the shows needing to do everything the exact same way the comics did because even different writers don't write the same character the same way right and I feel like with 
you know, Marvel and DC, they have a lot more leeway on where they can take a character. And I know with, you know, Civil War, it didn't end the way the comic book does. You know, no one died in the movie and someone does in the comics. I won't spoil it if anyone has happened to not have read it by now, even though it came out, I think, at least like 10 years ago or something. But, you know, I feel like it's not necessarily my job to be overly critical of TV shows. You know, I'm not a TV critic by any means. Sure, I did, you know, do reviews of the Mr. Robot episodes, but that's because I liked Mr. Robot so much with the first season that I kind of wanted to see if I could analyze and figure out where the second season was going to go. So for me that, you know, that was more of a personal thing I wanted to do, but I wasn't like, oh, you know, this episode was horrible and I didn't like this. I didn't like that or whatever. You know, I tried to talk about what I did like and what I thought the show was doing right, because to me, if I enjoy something, I'd rather write about why I enjoy it, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the one or two little things that I didn't enjoy because in the end those two little things aren't really all that important in the bigger picture of things yeah when i talk about tv shows anymore like if i the very rare occasions that i review anything it's generally to point out something that i notice that either hasn't been pointed out before right something that progresses the story or expands my thinking on a certain topic or subject that's uh that's generally it you know if if i have nothing enlightening to say about it i don't say anything at all and i'd much rather much you know I'd, i would rather read something about it you know i'd rather read somebody else's writing on an episode and and see what they took from it or what they observed that i didn't notice um i think that's much more beneficial for me right but yeah you know i, I get what you say like reviewing stuff is hard like you want to like constantly put stuff out and when you're watching and listening to stuff or even reading stuff as much as you or I, mm-hmm. you, you, you're constantly like pulled to like make something. You're like, this was great. This is inspiring. I also want to make something. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what if I make something that involves this thing that inspires me? And that usually ends up being a review or a podcast about that thing. And, and that's hard. Cause like, yeah. you don't want to just be like everybody else and say like, this is what happened and this was really great. And I think that they made a mistake here because I'm, I have no place to judge how something is made. I did not go to film school. I, I am a, you know, <laughs> I'm a couch critic. I watch <laughs> stuff and I can comment on that, but it doesn't mean that anything I have to say is important or interesting. But if I notice something that I think is interesting in the creation of the movie, I think that's worth commenting on. Or if something is happening within the show, I think that's worth talking about. So if there's something that happened in Rebels, you know, just like this little allusion to something that happened elsewhere in the Star Wars universe or, you know, a reference to like this greater idea that might have something to do with the rest of this arc. Like that's something worth talking about. But I I mean, I know I, I hear what you're saying. I That's that's all I'm really trying to say is like it's it's tough to to write about things consistently when it's just like. What else can I really say about it? Yeah, and I mean, I've been starting to write for a comic book website, Talking Comics, and they are actually looking for, you know, more than just comic book coverage. So for them, I'll Mm -hmm. be reviewing The Flash and Supergirl. The Flash starts tomorrow. So, you know, it'll really kind of be a challenge for me to not 
just do your typical review, even though, you know, the site does want a review, I feel like Mm -hmm. hopefully I can add something to it that will make it a little more interesting. And, you know, I've been trying to do that with album reviews, too. It's like, okay, I don't know how much album reviews really matter anymore, but I like writing about albums, so I'm going to keep doing them for myself, you know, and I just think with the different topics I've been writing about, whether it's, you know, music, TV, comic books, or sports, it's like that gives me a broader range to kind of improve my writing in different ways based on what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I like that you're diversifying so much. I've been listening to a couple episodes with you on it, you know, whether it be the misaligned episode with James or the inside music episode with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting a feel for how varied you are in the things that you talk about. And I think that's another reason why this podcast is gonna be so good for you. You know, you you're always I always find you talking on either Twitter or Slack or chorus about all these things that you plan on reading. And I just keep thinking like, how long is this girl's list? <laughs> like, you Never have ending. so much stuff that you want to watch. And and that's great. Like, I mean, I'm right there with you. There's a lot of stuff that I want to take in and I do. Um, but I think it's great that you talk about it so much and that you like, you know, you use what you are absorbing to, you know, to get stuff out there, to make things. Cause that's what I really like to see in people is I like to see them like doing something with what inspires them. And I'm glad that, you know, I guess, what do you call it? Like just pop culture or general entertainment yeah. really inspires you to, to get out there and, and write about things and to talk about things and to get to know other people through those things. Yeah. Cause you've been making quite a lot of friends here, <laughs> Deanna Chapman. And uh, it's fun to watch. Well, thank you. Now I just have to hope this will all lead to me actually being paid to do things. (laughs) Yeah, that's the trick. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm lucky that I'm fortunate enough to have been able to move home earlier this year. And yes, I have been looking for a job. But as we know, you know, I have a music industry specific degree. So it's like for me, Mm -hmm. I sort of have to do something in music industry. I know sure you can get other jobs, but to me, right. To me, it's like the reason I got that degree was because I knew I wanted to do something with that specifically. So it's like, Mm -hmm. for me, sure. I've been applying to, you know, social media jobs here and there for non music companies. And, you know, it's sort of like, Lately, it feels like my resume has kind of just gone down the black hole every time I send it in somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically just trying to do the things I enjoy doing and hoping Mm -hmm. that in turn will create an opportunity for me. And whether it's, you know, doing the podcast, writing, or, you know, even doing my record label or Hi-Fi Noise or what have you, I'm hoping that one of those things, you know, will work out. And even if, you know, I ended up getting paid to write about sports or something, I would be totally fine with that because I love sports just as much as I love music. So, you know, if that is what ends up happening, I'm fine with that. But I'm still focusing right now more on getting something going with the music. And I've started Mm -hmm. doing, you know, freelance PR here and there for people. And as you know, because you've done PR before, it's not the most glamorous job. And, you know, I'm doing it 
really cheap right now because I only have X amount of contacts. And it seems like once under the gun shut down, it's like all of my contacts went to Substream. So I'm like, all right, well, I have like four <laughs> people I can email at Substream, but that doesn't really help me if, you know, yeah. I need to yeah. contact more than one website, <laughs> you know, so it's definitely That's where the a cold process. Pitches come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about PR before. Uh, there's an episode of Misaligned. You should probably link here. That was yes. really good. I think we had some good things to say on that there. But I feel you. I mean, music industry is hard. I, I went to school for the same thing. And yeah. I don't have a legitimate job in the music industry. I have the fortunate opportunity to talk to a lot of people in the music industry because I've been in and around it for such a long time that, you know, people know who I am and they can trust that they can talk to me about, I guess, whatever it is we end up talking about on my podcast variable bit rate. But apart from that, you know, I, I don't have a job in the music industry and I'm okay with it because I enjoy music and I find that unless I, you know, unless I were lucky enough to find a job at a label, you know, doing something or doing PR, like I've, I've tried just about everything. Right. And I've come to find that when it comes to the music industry or really anything that has to do with creativity, I'd like to vary myself. And I think if I were to find myself in one job, say at a record label doing one thing, I would be very bored. And right. unless I had the opportunity to move around within that and, you know, get paid a decent salary where I could enjoy the things that I like to do. Um, I don't think I would even stay in the music industry at that point. You know, I don't think like finding a job, in the music industry that paid me would make me ultimately happy. And I think once I really came to terms with that, um, I became a lot more interested in the music industry again, where right. I, I really had started to fade away for a while. So it's, you know, I don't get discouraged, like keep working at it, you know, as long as you're interested in it and there's stuff that you're doing that's kind of around the music industry, paid or not keep doing it. Cause like, if you like it, just do it just do it. It doesn't matter. You'll find work somewhere else. And even if it's a crappy day job or you're lucky and you find an awesome day job that, you know, is accommodating to the things that you like to do, or it gives you the time to do those things or, you know, something that you enjoy because like there are other things out there that you can do for work other than music. And you can still do the music thing. You can still do just about anything you want in the music industry while having a different job. Why? because why not? Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody in the music industry wants to pay you anyway. So just do what it is you want to do. Yeah. And I mean, I technically did have a job in the music industry, but it was one of those jobs where I stared at spreadsheets for eight hours a day. Right. Data entry. Yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, to me, this isn't the music industry. This is like the administrative part. And, you know, it's like, it wasn't working that part of my brain that needed to have something to do all day. It's like there was no creativity with this whatsoever. And it's like I sat at my desk. I stared at a computer. You didn't really talk to anyone all day. And even though, you know, now I'm at home by myself, it's like, you know, I'm calling you on Skype at 3.30 this afternoon to record a podcast. So, yes, I still talk to people. <laughs> Even though it's not, you know, face to face, it's at least better than, you know, going to work, not really talking to people all day, and then going back to my apartment and, you know, being too drained from just staring at spreadsheets all day to, you know, want to go out and go to shows and that sort of thing. Because, you know, where I was, I wasn't in LA. 
Yeah. So it's like, even if I wanted to go to a show, it was still a hassle to get to LA. So I was like, all right, well, I can't go to shows Monday through Thursday, basically, or Sunday through Thursday, whatever, because I will be miserable the next morning. And I did do that once. And I was, in fact, miserable the next morning and was struggling to stay awake at work. So it's like, I couldn't do things the way I necessarily wanted to. So then, you know, my parents let me move back home and I've just been focusing on everything else and sleeping like a hundred times better than I was. So, you know, sometimes you just need to kind of take a break if you are able to, you know, and I feel like I should have done this the other way around when I got back from school. I should have asked if I could take that break and focus on all of this stuff. So I kind of did it backwards. You know, I got a job Mm -hmm. within a month after getting home and I got home right before Christmas break because I finished school mm-hmm. early anyway. So I know we're way off topic from TV right now, but that's okay. <laughs> you guys will get over it. And, you know, I went to work the next month and moved and everything. And I was there for that whole year, basically. Right. And I moved back home literally New Year's weekend of this year. So it's like, you know, I definitely did things a little backwards. But hey, now I have all the time in the world to consume TV at the moment. So there you <laughs> tie go. it back that's, in there. That's what you need. Yeah. yeah I, um, I watch TV basically when I get home from work or if I have a day off, my entire day is devoted to catching up on whatever I have to do. Yeah. Usually it's the show. But um, if I'm working on something that involves like research or just like the, you know, the the kind of boring part of podcast production doing the social images and the show notes and all that jazz. Yeah. I'll just, I got a TV next to my desk and I'll toss on rebels and watch that while I do work, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I definitely watch, you know, like Luke Cage. I'm the only one in the house watching that right now. So I'll just watch that, you know, here and there during the day while my parents are at work. And then, you know, my mom and I watch stuff together when she gets home from work because my dad is like typically ahead of us because he'll come home for his lunch break and watch something and he watches Mm -hmm. everything out in his man cave in the garage so you know it's like the three of us do watch a lot of the same shows but we don't necessarily watch them all together just because you know my dad has a way he likes to do things and then you know my mom and i will just watch that stuff when she gets home because she gets home a lot later too than my dad and he goes to bed earlier than both of us do so it's like if we necessarily tried to watch everything together it's like we would probably end up getting so behind just because of how the schedules are at the moment so Mm -hmm. you know we all kind of like have our different ways of watching stuff and on the weekends lately my mom has been doing the dexter binge watching so then it's like you know during the weekend it's like she has the tv out in the living room and if i want to i can watch you know netflix on my computer or whatever it's not a big deal right that's interesting hopefully we didn't lose too many people talking about our sad music industry (laughs) lives because i think that's an interesting thought my girlfriend and i watch a lot of shows together um but you know (laughs) our ways of watching tv are very different i would be more than happy to binge a show for three hours whereas after maybe one, she'll get tired and she's just not into it. She doesn't have like the emotional stamina, right? To, especially for dramas, mostly dramas. She like she she gets too stressed out to watch more. <laughs> 
and and like I totally get that. I you know I, I'm I'm pretty accommodating about that most of the time I think, but um, it's very different because whereas she'll get really tired halfway through an episode of Sherlock, I'm like we can't stop this. Now. <laughs> she's like, no, come on, let's pause it. And I'm like, no, 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 come on, we got to finish this episode. Yeah, I can't stop and a most show of the in the time middle we either. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough because then I have to get back into it. I got to remember everything that was happening, and yeah, I don't know. So, you know, you got you got to do what you got to do. If you're watching it with somebody, you gotta you gotta be tolerant of what they're doing. But yeah, that's a it's an interesting point. Everybody watches TV different ways. Yeah, the only time I'll really stop a show and come back to it is if you know my mom gets home, we start something, we go walk the dog, and then we come back. So it's like you know we have a half hour break there. It's not like we're waiting until the next day to finish it. So I'm not mm-hmm. you know as inclined to completely forget everything I just watched, you know, because it's only been half an hour or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting all the different ways you can watch TV and even consume TV now with all the ways to do cord cutting and everything. And one last thing I want to mention is when I was at my apartment in Van Nuys, I didn't have Mm -hmm. cable, but I could get some things by logging in with my parents' login. But then, you know, I bought an antenna it was you know like one of those flat hd antennas yeah for my tv so i could get you know some of the packers games that were on cbs or nbc or fox or whatever you know i Mm -hmm. mostly did that so i could watch sports because sports are literally the hardest thing to watch live if you don't have (laughs) a cable package yeah i had a buddy who he uh he recently married a, a gal in south america and he so he's been living in south america for most of the past year or so oh wow and it's very hard for him to watch cleveland games down there (laughs) yeah i would say so he would constantly be texting me like hey how do i get the walking dead and how do i watch the sports game so then it'd be like a couple days of trying to figure out some way that he could watch these games live because he's a you know he's a sports commentator when he's home he actually does that on the radio so that's kind of his job so it's it's like super painful for him to miss out on that and while i can't like I don't really get that. I can kind of sympathize with that. So I totally, yeah, that I can, I can see why going out and buying an antenna, however archaic that may seem would be the best option for you. Yeah. And even, you know, when I was in Philadelphia, Zach and I didn't have a TV in our apartment. So I was always trying to stream Lakers games and the Lakers games didn't come on until 1030 Eastern time. So I would literally be staring at my computer until like one in the morning just to watch Lakers games. And my friends were Ugh. like, you're crazy. I'm like, but it's no, the Lakers. Right. And I was like, I they're, know I no, am crazy, right. but it's the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So, so what's what's the plan for this show? What do you, What's next? Well, I think, you know, between you... Jason Tate, James Shotwell, a, a lot of people I know who have their own podcasts and, you know, can record on their end and everything. I'm going to start with those people and see how many, you know, to- different topics we can run through. Because like you said, you're a huge Star Wars fan. And I know Jason and James also enjoy Star Wars and movies. And, you know, I was on the Encore podcast recently. and. Mm-hmm when Jason was on my podcast, it's like that was the first time I really had a conversation with him was when he was on my Mm -hmm. podcast and we went for, you know, an hour and 45 minutes. So him and I have a lot in common already. And, you know, I do plan on touching on sports a bit on this podcast and Mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, a team specific 
topic or, you know, just a sport in specific, that I'm not entirely sure on because, again, it depends on what the other person has in mind, too, because I know you and I ran through, like, two (laughs) or three different ideas. Yeah, Yeah, and we settled on this, and I just want to talk to people not only about things I really enjoy, but things they enjoy as well, because, you know, I think with Jason, I suggested we talk about a comic book that he really enjoys, but I have not read it yet. So I don't Mm -hmm. even know, you know, what to expect necessarily. And, you know, are you going to read it beforehand or are you just going to go into a cold? Oh, no, I'm I have it on my shelf. Like I bought it Uh and I just haven't gotten to it yet. So I have it. I just need to read it. And so, you know, that that's not confirmed yet or anything. Like I don't have anything planned definitely past this episode, but I have, you know, all of these people in mind. I've talked to you. I've talked to Jason and you know, my co-host Megan on Misaligned, her and I have quite a bit in common. And, you know, with our book club that we're doing for Misaligned, that's supposed to focus on music and pop culture specifically. But I'm sure, you know, her and I have other books in common that we could talk about and that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely want to just talk about a wide range of things. Because like you mentioned earlier, I talk about a lot of different things whether it's the Packers the Lakers you know music books you know I definitely do not have a one-track mind when it comes to any of this stuff it's like you know I'll be like oh I have to listen to this album oh but I want to read this book and it's like I'm all over the place (laughs) can't do it all at once yeah I'm all over the place with stuff so often that I feel like it'll be pretty easy to consistently find topics to talk about especially since my tastes vary so much so right now the plan is to you know try to get this out once a week hopefully you know i don't have to wait too long on the itunes feed because you know how that goes with first episodes yeah it generally takes a little while i think um stranger things one took i think it was over a weekend and that was the issue but it took like four or five days maybe. Right. But on the other hand, I've had feeds that go up within like four hours. So it's it's kind of a crapshoot. Depends on yeah, and who's working over there. <laughs> yeah. What day and what person you get that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, so really, I just want to talk to people about things we both really enjoy and can easily go in depth on. And I think, you know, you understand this because you have a Stranger Things specific podcast and a Star Wars specific podcast. And while those are already, you know, Mm -hmm. more narrow topics, you can still say so much about those things in general that to just do one episode about one topic seems hopefully pretty easy to manage. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, I think so. I think if you get the right person, you're talking about, you know, something that they enjoy, it should be easy. I mean, we tossed around ideas for this show being, you know, Star Wars comics, which I'm generally way behind on. I did recently go through and open up all my comics and peel off the stickers so I can get the digital copy (laughs) because I read all of my comics on my iPad like a weirdo. Um, But, you know, got to keep those comics in good shape for later. Um, And then Frank Ocean, honestly, you know, obviously I could go on and on about either of those things forever but i thought that this would be like a good you know general topic to kind of get people into the uh to the idea of um just how nerdy we are and kind of talk about the expanse of different things that you enjoy as a 
lover of television. Yeah, and f- I think my reasoning behind not doing Frank Ocean was like, you know, I have misaligned as a music podcast and Sports Up yeah. was my sports specific podcast. So I didn't really want to start with either of those two topics just because mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, okay, that's kind of predictable. Oh, she likes music. She likes sports. Right, you gotta show you can talk about something else. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully this will get off to a good start. And, you know, I've already told a handful of people about it. You know, I made the Twitter put out there that the the podcast was going to be starting this week. Hopefully, you know, I can edit this by tomorrow and get that iTunes feed submitted. I am, you know, testing out a new podcasting service. It's Fireside FM, which is uh Dan oh, Benjamin. We should we should talk about this after the show because I want to talk to you about that. But okay. I don't think anybody <laughs> listening to this will care. Yes, this is true. <laughs> I know, you know, when I was on or when I had Jason on, we got like really nerdy and lost a few people, but that's what we have podcast chapters for people. So <laughs> you know There you go. Yeah. No, it's a good idea. But yeah, I I just really want to thank you for coming on and being the first guest on this podcast that I have a plan for, but didn't really plan for, you know? Hey, I'm honored. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thanks to everyone who has given this podcast a shot. Go tell all of your friends if you want. Hopefully by the time, well, definitely by the time you're hearing this, it will be on iTunes. So feel <laughs> free to rate and review the podcast. But, you know, thank you guys really for listening to anything I do. I know personally, when I started podcasts, I could not stand listening to myself. So if any of you do, (laughs) you know, in me, in my opinion, that's a win. So (laughs) thank you guys. And, you know, as always, I hope you guys all enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers.